fingers, we got golden fingers, and we're loved everywhere we go. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth at $10,000 a show. We take all kind of pills and give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we've never known is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, And a great big thank you to Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. The cover of Rolling Stone is a classic punk rock song from way back in 1972. And if the point of the title is lost on you, you're not as old as some of us. And it's got nothing to do with the Rolling Stones or with the cliche that a Rolling Stone gathers no moss. Rolling Stone is a monthly magazine devoted to music, politics, and pop culture. Founded in San Francisco in 1967, renowned for its coverage of rock music, and at that time, for political reporting by the legendary Hunter S. Thompson. There are a couple of movies involving Hunter S. Thompson, I've seen two, like them both, where the Buffalo Road, 1968, with Peter Boyle, Bill Murray, Bruno Kirby and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas 1998 with Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro back in the day being put on the cover of Rolling Stone was tantamount to being mounted on a pedestal on the world stage you were a big fucking deal which is what brings us together today sort of you see I'm on a cover (laughs) oh no not the cover of Rolling Stone, but on the cover of one of my books. And to be perfectly honest, as I usually am, I put myself on the cover. The book is a crime fiction novel called Dead Strip. It came out last March, if memory serves. But I was not on the cover of the original issue. In fact, I wasn't even on the second cover, or the third cover either. I didn't anoint myself cover material until recently for the fourth cover and in fact I just saw the cover for the first time a few minutes ago and before I tell you how and why I'm on the cover I'm going to tell you about the book Dead Stripper like all my crime fictions Dead Stripper is based on true stories murder stories and love stories now back when I was getting started I looked into an agent who put sex in the city on the map, Connie Clawson. And she put deals together for me. Wanted to be wild to start with. But she was an older woman. And she passed away five years into our working relationship. I didn't really like the person who took over her agency, so eventually I went indie. Which means you never know when your next major check's coming in. So you better find ways to generate cash flow to pay your living expenses. Over the last 25 years, I've moonlighted many capacities. I delivered the Philadelphia Inquirer newspaper. I wrote for a monthly entertainment magazine. I delivered pizza. And then six years ago, I gave Uber a shot. 
And I loved it for several reasons. Number one, I make money. Number two, I set my own hours. Number three, I meet interesting people. Number four, I learn a lot. Number five, my writers precipitated the concept for a whole new series of books. At first, I'm going to call it Uber Tales. But then Murder, She Wrote pops into my brain. A long-running, extremely popular TV series starring Angela Lansbury, who recently passed away. She plays Jessica Fletcher, a middle-aged female who lives in New England. She's a mystery writer. She keeps running into murder mysteries, and then she solves them. Or she helps the police solve them. So, let's take an Uber driver. And who, these days, isn't familiar with Uber. And let's make him a handsome young Uber driver. And then, let's say his riders keep getting him involved in murder mysteries. And then he solves them, or helps the police solve them. Sounds like a great idea to me. So, Dead Stripper comes first. And C. Hablo Espanol will come second, shortly. Both based on true stories from ideas I get from my riders and murder stories that I've worked on in the past. Let's dig into the source of Dead Stripper. Based on the title, if you think it comes from the mouth of a stripper, <laughs> you are correct. When I first start the super business, I work late at night, and I pick up a lot of strippers. Not, not that kind of pickup. Pick them up at a strip club at the end of their shift, then transport them home. Now, I have a rule. I never initiate a conversation with a stripper or with a hooker. I pick up my share of hookers, too. But I don't want any calls going to Uber, complaints about their driver coming on to them, with any sort of sexual innuendo. But, if they initiate a conversation, open season. Most of them want to talk, and they spill their guts to me. So, this one night, I pick up a stripper at Club Brisquet on Delaware Avenue, and I'm driving her home all the way out to Media Station Apartments in the town of Media, in Delaware County, PA. It's a long ride. And I've been to Media Station hundreds of times because I delivered pizza at Pinocchio's in Media and delivered to Media Station hundreds and hundreds of times over the years. Now, I'm going to quote some parts of the conversation during that ride, word for word. Here goes. First off, I pick her up and start pulling away. The GPS tells me to make a right turn but I'm looking at a do not enter sign. So I stop. She says, go ahead. If you get stopped, you won't get a ticket. I can fix it. I know all the cops around here. Plus, I got a lot of pull at City Hall. No kidding. Yeah, she says. Ever since I started blowing one of the judges. <laughs> I'm both stunned and intrigued by her candor. Definitely want to hear more. No kidding. She says, my old boyfriend got arrested last year and charged with criminal assault. So, I asked one of my cop buddies, and he found out who the judge was. The cop arranged a meeting for me, and that's when I started blowing the judge. Her strategy worked perfection. 
She not only succeeded in getting her boyfriend's charges reduced to a misdemeanor, but eventually got the case dismissed altogether. So I drive down the street the wrong way. What the hell? And she talks nonstop for the next 20 minutes, all the way out the media station to her apartment complex. She says, I only moved here a couple months ago. How do you like it so far? She says, so far so good. But my next door neighbor's a nosy bitch. She's got like a camera outside her apartment. She's always sticking her nose in my business. No kidding. She laughs. Then she says, I ran into her in the hall yesterday. And she tells me she knows my boyfriend's 5'11". Then she says, she saw me come home with a guy who's 6'4". No kidding. She says, yeah. So I tell her, since you're so into my shit, why don't you come over and trim my pussy hair the next time it needs trimming? Boom! From that and the rest of our conversation, I craft a story that gets into political corruption in Philly, the Sinaloa cartel, fentanyl distribution, murder, detection, apprehension, courtroom drama, and of course, a love story. Dead Stripper reads fast, it's hard-hitting and fun, and now, about my picture on the cover. I designed the first book cover before I finished writing the book. And at that time, the book has another working title. I called it Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. And I called the series Uber Tales. But by the time I finished the book, I changed the title to The Dead Stripper and pay an illustrator to create a cover. Given the information that the strippers found in her bathtub, dead from a drug overdose, and she produces this cover. I like it, but only for a little while. The more I look at it, I think it's a little soft. So I designed cover number three, and here it is with the abbreviated title, Dead Stripper, and now the Steve Piasecki series. I love that cover. Still do. But some people, like Amazon, they won't allow me to promote it on their site. Too vivid sexually, some shit like that. So I give in, design cover number four. With just a pair of stripper heels, a drug baggie, an old picture of me. Why me? Because, let's face it, I'm the main character. His name's Steve Piasecki. But I'm Steve Piasecki incarnate with today's brain and 20 years' experience working in true crime and crime fiction, but in the body of a 34-year-old with good looks. Now, I cheat on the photo, but just a little. I'm 38 in that photo. Can't find a good one from back when I was 34 that appropriately represents a contemporary Steve Pisek. I was too long back then. So that's the story, and those are the covers. I plan to ditch this cover come New Year's, and go back to the cover I love, cover number three. Unless this cover really takes off. So if you want to take a chance on getting a collector's item, this cover is available for another couple weeks. Get it before the supply runs out. So that's it for today. Thanks for stopping in. Till next time. See you. And that's a wrap.